Dear beauty business babe, I see you grinding. I hear your fears. I know that you're ready for more. Hey girl, my name is Kelly Callahan and I'm here to sprinkle a little bit of business, a little bit of mindset, and a whole ton of love and inspiration to help you light you up along the way. Because if I can build a half a million dollar beauty brand in just a few years, I know that you can too. This podcast is dedicated to the beauty business babe who is ready to take radical responsibility for her life. I don't know it all, but I do know a lot and I am willing to teach you everything I've learned along my journey. I believe that you absolutely have it in you to create the life and the business that you dream of. And with a little bit of help, you can get there even faster than I did. I am here to fully support you. I am here to help guide you. Take what you want from these free trainings from this podcast so you can go further, faster in your business and in your life. So let's talk business, let's embody mindset, and don't forget to join the rest of the Beauty Business Tribe on our free Facebook group called Beauty Business Babes. Let's get down to business, girl. All right. So hello, Callie. I have to give everyone a little background on how we first met because I honestly don't even know exactly the first way we met. (laughs) I know we met in the online space. Kelly had my book, Sober as Fuck, way back in the day. We know mutual people in the industry and both being women working in the beauty industry and in the online space. We have so many similarities. I feel like we could be like sisters from different parents that were like separated at birth. (laughs) We have so much in common. And so it only makes sense that we are pregnant at the same time as well, like stars align. But Kelly's done a million amazing things. But Kelly, I'll let you kind of tell everyone all your accomplishments, your rap sheet. And you guys, we're going to talk about everything today pregnancy, pandemic, business, all the things. All the things. I'm so excited because this is something I've been looking forward to and so many people have been asking for an episode like this. So hi guys. If you guys don't know me, my name is Kelly Callahan. I am a beauty business entrepreneur. I owned a salon. I sold it through COVID. I now help mentor women in the beauty space who are interested in leveling up in their marketing and mindset. So I'm right now going to school as well. I just enrolled and I'm hoping to get my doctorate in psychology um, in a couple years, 2024. And yeah, so I'm, I'm pregnant AF right now. Very pregnant. Very pregnant. I'm officially nine months. And I was like, Sarah, we need to do this episode because one, we have very similar stories, but we kind of went in different directions where when I started, you know, going through the pandemic, going through pregnancy, I was like, I need to purge and let go of my salon and sell my salon. And she did the complete opposite. So I'm really excited to hear about more about your story and really how like that relates to everything that's going on right now. Yes. I feel like we have so, so much to talk about in all of the things for sure. <laughs> so for my audience, Sarah, do you want to do a quick introduction of who you are and all that good stuff? Sure. So my name is Sarah Ordo. I live in the Detroit suburbs. I kind of do a lot of things, a little bit of a do it all. My beauty business is 24 Lux Beauty Bar now. I opened my first brick and mortar during a pandemic. 
expanded it while I was pregnant. Before I knew I was pregnant, I signed on to do that. So that's been exciting. I've had my business 24 Lux hair and makeup since 2013. We do bridal hair and makeup. And then in the online space, I have my podcast, Your Best Fucking Life. I have a, the, the slew of self-published books about sobriety, female empowerment, all the things. I'm all over the place. I'm on YouTube. I'm just doing a lot. But, but yeah, Kelly and I are really excited to talk today because we are both pregnant and we did opposite things during the pandemic with our businesses and everything else. So we knew this was a great conversation for both her audience and mine to dive into. Yeah. So let's kind of take it back from the very, very beginning, because I know that you were planning this out, right? Yes. Yes. And I was not planning this. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Our pregnancies definitely were a little different. I know Andrew and I started trying, um, we had a destination wedding, got married in Mexico in January, pre-COVID, and I went off birth control at that point. Like we're in our early thirties, we knew we wanted to start trying to have kids. So Andrew and I definitely were planning. It took us, I found out I was pregnant, or I conceived at the end of July. So it took us about seven months of actively trying, but yes, I know you were not actively trying. (laughs) So you've got the other side of this too. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I'm not married. I, you know, was living with my boyfriend and one day my boobs were just hurting like crazy. And I was like, what is going on with my boobs? And I was just thinking like, maybe my period's about to start. I don't know. Like I was not thinking pregnancy at all. So after that happened, like during the same time, I ended up sleeping for literally like two days, like 48 hours. <laughs> and I just was like, you know what, maybe I should go get a pregnancy test. So I took my like little motorized like scooter. I'm such a dork. Oh and my I gosh. went to CVS. <laughs> I got a pregnancy test. I got two just to be safe. And when I came home, it was kind of crazy because I was taking the test and I was in the bathroom and the light started flickering. And I was like, Love it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And so I looked at the test. It still hadn't processed. So I like went around, like just did my thing. I seriously didn't think I wasn't worried or anything like that. And I came back and it like straight up said pregnant. And that was the beginning of a very long nine months. (laughs) Yeah. See, I knew right away because I had been doing the ovulation tests that I found on Amazon. Like, so I knew the ovulation days, like, Hey, we got to do it today. So, and it was funny cause I had little test strips, like pregnancy tests that came with the kit. So I, every month, like around the time my period was going to start, I would just take one. And since I had, you know, gotten off birth control, my hormones and my ovulation was all over the place. So every month I would take it and it was just like, Oh no, not this month. So no big deal. And I had no symptoms yet. I was literally about to get in the shower and I was like, oh, I should take one of these. I'm supposed to start in a few days and put it on the counter, like was getting undressed to get in the shower and like turned around and glanced. And like, I had the test where it was the two little lines where like the faintest blur of a second line was there. And I was like, and I had stared at it so many times, like looking for that second line that I was like, okay, is this really there? Or am I like, am I seeing it? Is it actually showing up? Like, what is this? And so I remember I like put my clothes back on and ran out of the bathroom. And I, I was like, Andrew, I think there's a second line starting. And I just started like bawling my eyes oh. out. And he actually didn't believe me. 
he was like, that's not a real test because they're just those little sticks they give you in the ovulation kit. Yeah. So he was like, that's not even a real test. So I had a wedding to do early the next morning. And so I remember I literally showed up at the wedding and I told one of my hairstylists, I was like, I just have to say something because like, I'm going to blow up if I don't. But I was like, I don't know. I might be pregnant. I need to go get tests after this. And she was like, oh my God, you're pregnant. You're pregnant. You're pregnant. I was just like, oh. And so I went and got digital tests after the wedding. I got like six of them. And the first two said pregnant. And I was like, oh my God. And so then he believed me. And that was what started my, my so far six months. <laughs> oh my gosh. So when you, how did you tell it? Are you okay with like expressing how you told him and what his reaction oh, yeah. was? Okay. That, I mean, that was literally how I told him. <laughs> Here's the test. It says. Yes. And then when he came home that day, after I took the digital ones, I had them all like set out on the counter and I was like, here you go. And he was just like, oh my God, you really are. Pr-. And I was like, why didn't you believe me yesterday? <laughs> like I wasn't, it was, a, it was the same thing. But yeah, so we knew right away. Like I was like a couple days before my missed period and I already knew. So I knew very early. I didn't even have symptoms yet. I was well aware. (laughs) Yeah. And it's kind of, it's really cute because I remember seeing you in December, December 8th for your event. And Andrew Andrew was like, if I could have got her pregnant, like yesterday I would have type of thing. Yes. He's so ready for kids. Yeah. So he's very (laughs) excited. That's awesome. I love that. And I just want to share this because I feel like it's just so insane. Like this is how connected we are. And we probably are twins from like another lifetime or something like that. Yes. I literally text Sarah or not text you. I DM'd you on Instagram. Oh, I forgot about this. (laughs) (laughs) And my dreams, you guys are like crazy. So Mm -hmm. I've always had really, really vivid dreams. And now they're a little bit more vivid with pregnancy, but I have always had crazy dreams and I predicted like so many of my friends or acquaintances pregnancies. So typically if I have a dream of somebody being pregnant, I'll just like put it out there. I won't ask them if they're pregnant because I don't want to intrude on their privacy. But I had, you know, mentioned to Sarah, I was like, Hey Sarah, I just want to let you know, like I had a dream about you last night and you were pregnant. So when this happens, a lot of the times either my friends are pregnant or they're about to be pregnant. So I just wanted to put it out there. And she's like, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) I remember you DM'd me and I was like, bitch, I am. (laughs) You had like just found out like that week or something. Yeah. I, yeah. I was like just brand new, like nobody knew yet. And I was like, holy shit. so insane. I couldn't, I, I mean, I could believe it because I knew that you were trying and stuff like that, yeah. but I never, I always second guess myself when it comes to my dreams. Cause I'm like, eh, like maybe it happened. Maybe it didn't. I don't know, but right. I'm so happy for you because I know like seeing your journey and having you be so open about trying to get pregnant. I don't know how I personally would feel about putting all of that out there. Mm-hmm. Did you get any like backlash or did you get like a lot of support from people that were watching your story? So I feel like, see, I feel like I've always, there's always people that like love what I do. And there's always people that are just like, why are you sharing that? That's oversharing. Like there's always those people in my life, I feel like. And the same thing went with my pregnancy. A lot of people were like, well, if you get pregnant, you know, like you've been showing all the ovulation, like, how are you going to like hide it when you do get pregnant before you tell everyone? And so I literally at one point was putting up like basically lying. And saying like, yeah, I got so many DMs about my ovulation kit. So I'm going to show you guys with the Amazon link, the one that I'm using, it's helping us so much. And I already knew I was pregnant because I was like, I don't want people to like know. Yet. Yeah. <laughs> so I put out like fake stories kind of, 
but I didn't really get any backlash. I would say, I would say, honestly, everything's been like super positive just cause like you said, like I've always shared so much with my sobriety, with my journey, like people know a lot about everything I've gone through all the different stages of my life. So everyone is pretty supportive. I would say for the, like I, people might be talking about me that I don't know about, but as far as I know, everybody's been really supportive with it. That's good. That's good. So now that you're going into your second trimester, right? You're 20, mm-hmm. 24, you said, right? 24 weeks. Yes. 24 weeks. So you're pretty much at a little bit past the halfway mark. What do you think has been the most surprising thing about pregnancy so far? Oh gosh. Okay. So I was just telling someone this, and maybe you can tell me if you feel the same way. I've had so many people be like, oh, do you feel a connection yet? Like, do you feel a connection with her? And at first I was like, am I a cold hard bitch? Like what is going on? Cause I was like, no, like I don't, especially before I was feeling like the kicks or anything until recently, I kept telling people like, obviously I'm getting bigger. Like I know I'm not just getting fat for no reason. Like I'm getting this belly, like things are changing. I'm vomiting. Like all this stuff was happening, but I was like, I still, and even to this day, I don't make the connection yet that there's a person in there. Like, I know there is, but like, I don't look at myself and think like, oh, here's my baby. Like, Mm -hmm. it's so strange. And I don't know, maybe once she's bigger and moving more, then I'll be like, oh, this is literally a person. Because I I even had my second, you know, the big anatomy scan where you can actually see more of the baby. And it still was like, wow, this is so weird. That's in there. Like, it was kind of strange. And I even said something to my therapist about it. I was like, am I just like cold? Like, why do I not feel this like motherly connection to this baby yet. And, and I asked one of my friends, I was like, when did you feel it? And she was like, when he came out. And I was like, okay, like, that makes sense. But did you, do you feel that way? Cause that's been so strange for me. Yeah. So in the beginning I was not connected at all until okay. I woke up one morning at like two or three o'clock in the morning, which is completely normal for me at this point in my life and has mm-hmm. been for a while. But I was laying there and I was just feeling like something in my stomach. And it almost feels like when he or she is so tiny inside of you, it almost feels like gas bubbles mm-hmm. like Yeah, when you're feeling them. So I was like, am I gassy? Or like, what is actually going yeah. on? It, it wasn't me being gassy. So I was like, oh my God, I think that's him moving. And I just started crying. Cause it was the cutest like little kick or whatever it was. I don't even know, probably his head or something. <laughs> like it was the cutest feeling. And that's when I started feeling connected to the fact that there was like living, like mm-hmm. there was life inside of me. And as I started growing into my pregnancy and especially now, like it has gotten a lot stronger and okay. now seeing him in like, I don't know if you've done the HD or 4D or 3D ultrasounds. Not yet, but I want to. Highly recommend it. Yes. And um, I love it because if you go to like something like Blossom Baby is where we went. And this is basically a place where you can go in and they have it on like a big ass screen where you can see oh, it. Wow. Hubby can be there. And it's just a really cool experience. So when we were seeing him move in there and we were getting the pictures, then I could tell like he looks like me and I'm just... I'm freaking out because I'm like, oh my God, this is so crazy that it's him, you know? And yeah, 
seeing that and also getting more of those kicks and feeling mm-hmm. more all the time now definitely has me feeling more connected. And I'm just so excited to have him like here in my arms. Like I visualize mm-hmm. it. So yeah, yeah, I keep waiting to see like the app, the movement where you can see it on the outside. Yeah. I feel like that'll be like a, oh my God, like there it is <laughs> moment for sure. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. And, you know, I, I wouldn't feel like any certain way if I were you. I think that's completely normal from mm-hmm. you know, the conversations I've had with people. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like, I feel like it's so helpful and I'm sure you do the same. Like I talk to so many people that have either had children or are pregnant and it, it helps to connect with other people going through the same thing because it is, especially being both of us first time moms, like we don't know what the hell's going on. I don't know what's supposed to feel like this and what's supposed to happen here. So it's helped me a lot talking to different people just because like we're all kind of on the same page and experiencing everything for the first time. Totally. It's so funny because like as you're talking right now, he's moving like crazy. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) Yeah. I think um, also too, hearing his heartbeat, you know, the, the Doppler that we had, if you guys are pregnant right now and Um, or planning on getting pregnant, I highly recommend going on Amazon and getting one of these heart Dopplers because you can actually hear, you know, your baby's heartbeat, make sure that he or she is okay. And that also makes it very real. But I loved doing that. And I also do, again, like I said, highly, highly recommend getting the 3D of 40 pictures. You're going to love that, Sarah, because you could see facial features. Oh my God, I'm going to die. See, okay. And did I tell you, like, this is a great note that I'm going to make on here as well for everyone. Did I tell you what happened with our baby Doppler? No, what happened? Because you sent me the, I was like, which one did you, you sent me the link to yours and that's the one I ordered. Yeah. And so everybody, cause I like mentioned to a few people that I was getting it and a lot of people were like, don't do it. And I was like, why? Like why? A lot of people were like, don't do it. And they were like, you're going to freak yourself out. And I was like, no, I'll be fine. Like, no, I'll be fine. And of course, well, and I, I will say, I don't know how your doctor was. My, I ended up switching doctors during the first trimester because my original OB wasn't going to let me come in until 12 weeks because of COVID. Yeah. And I was like, you want me to sit here for my entire first trimester having no idea what I'm doing? Like That's I had scary. books and apps, but I'm like, That's my entire first trimester. Like I don't even have a confirmation of my pregnancy. Like I couldn't find the heartbeat. So I didn't even know if there was a heartbeat. So of course I get my Doppler. Cause I'm like, well, that way I can at least hear the heartbeat with Andrew for the first time. Cause they weren't going to let him come to any of the appointments at my old doctor. So mm-hmm. we got the Doppler. I'm every day. Cause like I, I saw on YouTube, someone found it at like eight weeks and I was like, Oh, okay. So like eight and nine weeks, I'm like looking for the heartbeat. And I definitely, I found something. It was not the baby's heartbeat. It was probably my own or I don't even know what I picked up about this. (laughs) Yes. And it was okay. So I'm sitting there and it's like this very low number. And then sometimes I felt like it was almost like irregular, which I'm no medical expert, but I'm like, I feel like it's like skipping, like what's going on. So of course I start Googling things, worst decision ever. And I was finding pages where it was like, if you're this many weeks and the heartbeat is in this low range, you're probably having a mis an impending miscarriage. And I was like, Oh my God, like, freaking out, having a panic attack. And I literally called and found a doctor that would take me sooner the next day because I was like, I need to know that this baby is actually in here and like alive (laughs) because I was so clueless up until that point. I felt so like, like helpless because literally everything I knew was from a book or an app because my doctor wouldn't see me. So I switched doctors. I, I was like nine and a half weeks and I went in 
got my um, confirmation of pregnancy, did an ultrasound, heard the heartbeat and felt much better. And now I can use the Doppler and not freak out. But yeah, if you don't know what you're looking for, it can definitely freak you out a little bit. Be careful with that. And then also be careful with just like getting the massive amounts of information that's on Google. Like I I think we're kind of opposite in that way too. Like you're definitely like the researcher and I'm kind of just like, I'm scared (laughs) to research because I don't want to put things into my head that aren't true. So one of my favorite apps, I don't know if you use this app, it's called what to expect. Yes. That's the one I have. Yep. Love that app. And that's all I need. I'm like, this is fine. And the heart Doppler, it did take us a couple of times to actually find the heartbeat. Mm-hmm. My heart was so prevalent when we tried to do it. And I was like, I know that's my heartbeat. Like my, you could see my heartbeat in my stomach. I don't know why if that's weird. That's whatever. <laughs> that's the case. Yeah. It picks it up very weird. <laughs> it does. And I was going so high on my belly, not knowing where the baby was, but actually mm-hmm. in the first trimester, the baby's so low. Like it's like almost in your vagina. Right. Literally. Yeah. <laughs> Even when they did it the first time I went to the doctor, she's like, pull your, you know, pants down a little bit further. And I was like, oh, okay, (laughs) we're going all the way down. But yeah, it's so low. I don't think a lot of people realize that at first. No, I was above my belly button. I was like, oh, well, I can't, (laughs) it's really small. (laughs) Yes. Oh my God. So funny. So aside from that, like what has been your favorite, favorite thing about being pregnant? Oh my gosh. My, I think that I have just wanted this for so long that my, like now I'm just like excited for it to come. Like I literally used to tell people at the end of my twenties, cause I was, I was single for a very long time. I was sober. I was single. And I was like, if I don't meet someone, I'm going to do this on my own. Like I'll fit after I hit 30, I'm going to figure it out. I'll start looking into things. I'll get a sperm donor. Like I was set on being a mother. So for me, it finally happening. And like actually getting to like decorate the baby's room now and do all this stuff. Like I am so ready for that next chapter. It's insane. So that's been the coolest thing for me. And then also like, obviously I would have been thrilled with a boy or a girl. Like you're happy either way, but like secretly I am so freaking pumped that it's a girl. So like the day I found, oh my God, I was like on cloud nine. I was like, oh my God, I waited so long. It's finally here. It's a girl. Like this is meant to be. So that's been really cool for me is just feeling like I've waited so long and it's finally happening. Yeah. I, I had a feeling that you would have a girl. I was like, she needs like a girl. Yeah. I keep on, I had a boy, like he would be gay and and I would be (laughs) totally game on with that. I would love a gay son regardless, but I just feel like my world is so girl that I'm like, I need a girl. I need a girl so bad. That's That's so exciting. And I think that's funny because, you know, again, going to like how we are so similar, but opposite at the same time, like I didn't know that I wanted kids. I never had that mother instinct. And I actually had a weird message from my very first boyfriend in high school who reached out to me after my announcing I was pregnant. And he was like, I thought you didn't want kids. And I was like, I've been saying that since high school. Like, wow. Yeah. Yeah. So what's the coolest part been for you? I'm curious. Um, it definitely was feeling him kick and that has been like, incredible because I think I switched the mindset from I'm scared and I don't know if this is right for me um, because I still wasn't sold on the fact of being a mom and Mm -hmm. just you know feeling him and realizing like wow 
my body can create life and this little guy is a part of who I am and the journey that I'm going to go through in life. Like he's always be a part of that. That was, I'm going to start crying. <laughs> that was Girl, so, cool. I know <laughs> we're emotional and hormonal. <laughs> um, that was really, really cool to feel. And I was so glad and happy to have that feeling because I was like, what if I, just don't do well as a mom because I never wanted, I never had that instinct. Yeah. Um, but now feeling him, I'm excited. I like really want him to be here. And like, I just am, I don't know about you, but I'm like on Instagram all day looking at baby pictures and seeing these cute little babies. And I'm just like baby fever. I've never yes. had it, but I definitely have it now. So I'm glad I'm pregnant. Yes. <laughs> no, I agree. I, and that's the thing. Like I, and you and I are both, you know, we're around the same age. We're in our thirties. I think it's so funny that like, we are so go getter. We're set in our ways. We have our things, you know, we, we've been so set in our life being a certain way that that's something I think about often is like how different it's going to be and like how life is going to like change and evolve and like how, just how much things are going to shift and change, but in like the coolest way. It's not like, oh my God, everything's going to be different. Like I definitely had a day where I melted down and cried and how am I going to do everything still like freaking out for a minute. But now like just thinking about what that life's going to be like, I get so excited. I've definitely had those moments multiple times throughout my pregnancy where I was like, oh my God, I've worked so hard for everything that I've built. You know, I have a team to take care of. Like, how am I supposed to show up? And, you know, I look at you and like how present you are with your social media and like doing videos and stuff. And I used to be like that. And now at this point, like this year, I really took a step back from mm -hmm. being so engaged on social media and um, really took a step back because of COVID, I think, and pregnancy to like go inward and not be so quote unquote available and not be so personal because what I was finding was people weren't really like appreciating that. And I was like, right. what's the point? Right. So I decided to kind of take things a little bit differently. And what I've realized, like my business has done the best that it has done ever. And I realized too, like this pregnancy, I think, um, and having a baby, we have the choice to go in two different directions. Either one, we can say like, okay, I have a, the excuse of having a baby. And yes, that's going to take a lot of time. That's going to take a lot of energy. But I know you and I are very similar in the mindset that we have in terms of business and personal growth and all these things. And that's very important for us. Like we're going to continue our self-care. We're going to continue like loving ourselves and doing what we need to do in order to get things going. Um, so some people can go in that direction too, where we're going to be dedicated to our work. And while it is going to shift and there's going to be a transitional phase, I'm sure, where we may, you know, find ourselves not being as present because we have such a beautiful little like creature in front of us that <laughs> it's going to take our attention. Mm -hmm. I know that no matter what, like we are going to do better. Like we're going to yes. do better because of it. So. Yes. And I can totally relate to that because even, you know, I opened this beauty bar, all this stuff, like I am setting things up now. Kind of like you said, I started realizing like, okay, like I can step back more because I'm going to have this role of being a mother now. And it's funny that you said like your business is doing better now because that's what Andrew and I were laughing about it. I'm like, I work the least amount of days a week mm -hmm. physically doing things than I ever have. Mm -hmm. I'm prioritizing my time off even more. I'm delegating even more. I have more employees, a team bigger than I've ever had. And we were laughing because I was like, I'm 
literally making more money than when I was hustle, 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 go, 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 which I'm ecstatic about because that was something I did stress about in the beginning was kind of like you said, like we've built all this stuff, like how are we going to keep all this going? Mm-hmm. Um, but that was something we were pleasantly surprised. I'm like, you know, I'm figuring out, I wanted to get all this figured out before the baby comes really delegate, really like have people working and making money when I'm not there and it's going well. So like, that's been nice. Cause that's the one thing I worried about was I didn't want to be, and there's nothing wrong with working mothers. I'll always work. Like I'm just someone that loves working and I love what I do, but I didn't want to be that person that was so wrapped up and on my phone and you know, Oh, I have to go here. I have to take the baby to my mom's or someone watch her or put her in daycare where I wasn't going to be a present enough mother in her life. So that is definitely something I have prioritized huge, 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 huge towards the end of this pregnancy as well. Absolutely. And I love that you have um, the vision for that because I think oftentimes I think people wait to the last minute to make those types of moves. And that's something I've been in and talked about on social media was this nesting period, which um, is something that happens to a lot of pregnant women where they start cleaning the house and getting everything ready. Like aside from doing that, I've also been nesting in my business where Mm -hmm. I'm making sure that I have a solid team under me. Everything is, you know, either being redone, revamped, systemized, automated, delegated. I literally don't have to work that much. Like I work from home now mm-hmm. and I have been doing that for like the last year. And it feels so good to be able to say, you know, not only have I done really well this year for myself and I can take care of my child by myself if I wanted to. I bought a house this year. I bought a car this year, a lot of expansion. And I think I'm just motivated by having this, you know, baby. And um, it's so empowering to say like, I've been able to do this all by myself and of course with my team. And so going into 2021, I'm just like at this point tying up the loose ends and everything should be working on its own. I already have a nanny set in place. I have a personal assistant that works here with me at home. So, I mean, I'm pretty solid. I feel really good about it. And there's no doubt in my mind, like this is exactly the journey that I'm supposed to be taking at this point. Yes. Yeah. That's where I definitely am working towards have a few things just as far as the brick and mortar, just because that does you know, cause you used to have one that it sometimes requires you to step in or handle things or do things. So that's the one thing I still have to like finalize the loose ends on, but yeah, it's been nice to delegate, to have a virtual assistant handling my emails now. So I don't have to do it every morning. Cause just thinking ahead, it's like, oh yeah, I'm going to be like feeding the baby and like getting up and doing this where like, I don't have to worry about who emailed me and who I need to respond to because someone else can handle that for me. And just, yeah, shifting the priorities, making sure you're not working 24 seven. Absolutely. And I think we both had that kind of like quote unquote issue where we were like working ourselves oh, for sure. the ground. I mean, I look at mm-hmm. you one of the questions I wanted to ask you is like, how do you find, cause I know that you had a lot of um, mornings, quote unquote morning sickness when it's like actually all day long, right? It's all day. Yeah. <laughs> you're literally like vomiting and you're still showing up on social media. I literally, every single time I see you and you're talking about like throwing up that morning, I'm like, how are you on social media right now? I know. Oh my God. I feel like, okay. So I mean, being sick in general, I am one of those people that like, until I am like 
dead deathbed sick, I'm like, no, I'm fine. I'm not that bad. It's okay. Like I can still go. I'm fine. So I think that keeps me going a lot, but yeah, I had, I had a lot of morning sickness, a lot of vomiting, which a lot of people were like, oh no, you won't get it. You'll be fine. And I got a lot of it, even into my second trimester, literally the only thing that helped me was taking Unisom, which was like a godsend for me. And I still take it every night. But yeah, it was hard because I hadn't stepped out, especially with the the bridal makeup. I was still one of the lead makeup artists, which meant like I had to be at a wedding at 7 a.m. on the weekends doing makeup also during COVID. And I was terrified. I was like, I cannot get sick at someone's wedding because especially during COVID, oh, hold on. Like she's in the bathroom vomiting. Like then I'm going to have to tell people I was horrified something was going to happen during the end of our bridal season while I was getting so sick and knock on wood, it never did, (laughs) but it was rough. Like I felt the morning sickness, like it just took my motivation for a hot minute. I felt like, and I mean, no one would have seen that. Cause like you said, I was still showing up. I was still doing things, but I felt like it was like pulling so much from me that I was like doing what I needed to do, but not going above and beyond like I normally would. But yeah, that was really one of the only like big symptoms I had was the morning sickness. But honestly, a lot of the time, once I threw up and vomited, I would feel so much better that it was like, okay, now I can do my day. And I was like back to normal. (laughs) You're so funny because I'm, I guess I'm such a baby or I'm just like, you know what, this is, I just have to live in this season right now because my first trimester, while yours was more physical, mine was so emotional because I mean, I I opened you and told you like my family did not, well, my mom didn't take it well. And pretty much like exed her and my family out. Even till this day, I'm like, I do not need to deal with your negativity or your BS. And so I think that was emotionally draining, honestly, like telling Richie and having like never met his family and being in this position where like, we're like, we've only been dating for a little over a year before I was pregnant. So it was just like scary in that sense. I hated where I lived at the time. I was like living in this tiny, like little two bedroom apartment, which like, ugh, it was horrible. And then I, you know, I was depressed. Like I was, I was depressed. So, and that's not me. That's not how I operate. I'm not a very right. depressed person. So for me to go through all of those changes, hormones and everything, I literally stayed in bed. I would say 80%, probably mm-hmm. more of the time that I was dealing with like the first trimester. And that was in itself so difficult. So I had to get a personal trainer to actually get my ass out of bed. Right. And by the second trimester, I was feeling so light, so good. And even still now, like I'm nine months and I feel great. I haven't had any like sickness other than that first trimester stuff. And now I'm going into like body aches and I did strain. Um, It's called around what does it call it? Like a round belly ligament or something like the that. Ligament. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I was carrying something really heavy and I, I didn't do it right. I didn't carry it right. I was supposed to basically okay. like contract my abs and like, you know, before I carried it and it strained that ligament. So I've been like that for like a month and a half to two months. And for sure. Wow. <laughs> yeah. It's really annoying. It's, it's funny. Cause I, you're like me, like I can do it. I'm fine. Like, and that's the thing, like people have been yelling at me, like trying to load my makeup case, like into the car. And they're like, Sarah, stop lifting that. Like, what do you, and I'm like, no, it's okay. I'll get it. (laughs) And it's funny because kind of like you said, like into 
now that I'm in the second trimester, like I'm feeling good again. I'm feeling like, okay. And everyone told me like, they call this like the honeymoon quote phase of pregnancy when you're like good and you can eat and everything's great. But yeah, I've had to catch myself a few times because now I feel so good again that I'm like, oh, I can do all this stuff. I'm fine. And people are like, you need to chill out. Oh, you're still <laughs> pregnant, girl. Right. They say not to lift anything over 40 pounds, which I think for us yeah. is like kind of huge because we're five foot tall. <laughs> exactly. We're both small. Yes. <laughs> so I've been really like, you know, kind of worried about that. And then what I've also been doing that's been helpful is going to the chiropractor every okay. week. And that's been extremely helpful for like so many things. Cause I don't know if you feel this, like where, um, your hips start kind of moving mm-hmm. and shifting and you produce this hormone called relaxin. So all of your joints and all of these things are kind of just like moving out of place. Like my ribs have been out of place so many times in this pregnancy mm-hmm. and my masseuse like pops it in. So I've been going to her every week, every two weeks. And then my chiropractor has also been helping me. So that's been extremely helpful. Um, yeah. I started feeling the hip pain. The first time I started feeling it was when I, I love to run outside. I'm totally a runner. And obviously I had to stop at a certain point because it, it feels like a bowling ball is like hanging hanging there. So it's weird. But so I will do like, I'll go outside and do like power walks, you know, like stuff like that. And I started to notice when I would walk a lot that I would start to get hip pain or I notice it a lot at night as well. So I have not done a chiropractor yet. I feel like I may need to at some point. I have done prenatal massages though. And I think not only just to help with the pain and the body, but like even the mental part of prenatal massages to make sure I'm still like checking in with myself, relaxing, taking the time has been huge for me as well. I literally bought a membership for next year for prenatal for like the whole year for massages. So I can make sure I do the prenatals at least once a month. So yeah, that's been really helpful for me as well. Yeah. I love that. And the other thing I would recommend if anybody's listening and they're like, uh, you know, I have that ligament strain and it sucks, or I want to avoid that from happening Mm -hmm. is, um, looking into possibly either getting a personal trainer to help you out with this, but strengthening, obviously your abs, you don't do the normal ab exercises. You also are supposed to really focus in on like your pelvic floor. Um, so basically like Kegel exercises <laughs> and strengthening that, um, which I found to be very interesting because it's not anything that I've ever knew about. I didn't learn about that at all. So that's been very helpful too. And then also getting like these, I got, I got this belt off of Amazon, but basically it's like a support belt for your belly. Once you get bigger, I've been wearing it since my second trimester. And that has alleviated so much pain from just that ligament being strained. Really? Okay. I'm going to remember that. Yeah. Cause I'm not to the point where I need it yet, but us being short, I feel like I may have a similar, similar situation to you. <laughs> yeah. Especially cause you're just growing like me, like where it's just all belly. So yes, my back is compensating for all of the craziness that's happening. I mean, I've gained like 28 pounds at this point. So. Okay. Yeah. And you're almost at the end girl. I am ready, Sarah. <laughs> this baby out and mostly for selfish reasons. Like I'm like, I like eat his little feet and kiss him and stuff. But 
you know, I, I don't know about you. Like, how do you feel about delivery and stuff? Cause like, it doesn't freak me out anymore. I'm just like ready. I'm like, let's do this. I got this. See, okay. See, I'm at the stage where I keep like, so I'm doing April. So I have about what, four more months technically ish. And so I keep, which when I say that, I'm like, oh, I still have four months, but then I'm like, that's only four months. Like that's not that far. So I go back and forth with it being a long time and not being a long time. Yeah. But it's funny because like the bigger you get, I think you naturally just start to think about this is going to come out. <laughs> like this is going to come out and it's getting bigger and bigger. And then you're like, oh my God, it can't get bigger. And then it gets bigger. Yeah. And so I feel like the mindset I have with preg- the delivery and everything, because a lot of people are like, oh, do you have a birth plan? I was like, I'm not making a birth plan. I'm not going to be one of these people that gets so set on something and then is upset when it doesn't happen. Whatever needs to happen is going to happen to get the baby out, to be safe. Like you can't plan for that because everyone's so different. And I have moments where I'm like, I have a good pain tolerance. I'm pretty tough. I feel like I'll be okay. I feel like like, I mentally put myself there, but I was literally just telling Andrew the other day, I said, when I mentally put myself in the place of like visualizing, okay, I'm nine months. It's huge. I'm having contractions. Like I know it's go time. I told him, I said, I feel like I'm probably going to have a slight like panic attack meltdown, (laughs) but then it'll pass and I'll be okay. But I feel like I'm going to have that initial like panic moment Mm -hmm. of like, oh my God, we're going to the hospital it's coming out, blah, 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 blah. Because like, let's be honest, nothing about childbirth is, <laughs> I'm think, trying to think of like the right word to say, like, it's going to be a lot. Like yeah. it's coming out. <laughs> things are going to rip. Things are not going to be comfortable. I think I also, and this is so funny, but I tell Andrew sometimes, I think I think more about the aftermath of my the J than I do the actual labor. <laughs> like, oh. what's it going to be like the week after? And everyone's like, oh, you're going to be wearing diaper, like pads, diapers, like all this yeah. stuff. So I know, I know what's to come, but I just keep thinking like, oh God, I just feel like the aftermath for my lady parts is going to be more difficult sometimes than I think the labor might be. I don't know why. Totally. I mean, I think that's definitely a legitimate fear, right? Like I, even even now, I don't know when I stopped being able to see my vagina, but I definitely can't see anything down there right now. But I do know that there are different parts of my body that are a lot darker. Like I have hyperpigmentation all over in my arms. I know my vagina is dealing with that too. So I'm like, okay, how do I like, cause I was thinking about this with one of my friends one of my old, old friends who had, she's had three babies. And I was like, look, I'm trying to come up with a plan to like pivot my business a little bit, (laughs) which is so weird. I'm a licensed esthetician, by the way. So in case anybody's listening, like, why are you qualified to do this? But basically I would love to do is find out all the problems or at least some of the skin problems that people are having, um, when it comes to during pregnancy or after pregnancy and Mm -hmm. really like trying to create solutions for those problems. Because I know for myself, my boobs are ginormous. Mm -hmm. My stomach isn't going to look the same, I'm assuming. So like, how can I alleviate some of those pains for myself as well as the people that are on my social media accounts? Right. So yeah, no, that's amazing. 
Because my, like, I've never had boobs in my life. Like I've always been extremely small chested and Andrew dies every day. He's like, where did these come from? Like they are so big to me, but to other people, this is probably normal size, but it is, it's weird because like you're, and I feel like if you're someone that's aware, like as far as like physical fitness and you've always kind of been active, Mm -hmm. it's so strange, like watching your body change so much because like yeah, I've got boobs now and all these things are happening and like the, like stuff with your skin, like you were saying, like I get like, they almost look like broken blood vessels, like mm-hmm. on my chest and I've had them for months and they like don't go away. Yeah. <laughs> and all these like weird little things that start to pop up that you're like, is this normal? Should this be happening? Like, I don't know. So mm-hmm. I think that's such a, I think that's a bomb idea. Yeah. I, I mean, I do too. And I think genuinely, like I am so interested in like mm-hmm. helping other people overcome any type of condition where they're going to feel self-conscious. Like I right. don't believe that we after pregnancy have to feel a certain way because a lot of what I hear about is like, oh, I'm just that way because I have a kid or I'm just, you know, quote unquote fat. And now because I have a kid and like, I want to alleviate and eliminate all of those limiting beliefs and like really step into knowing like if I can accomplish something like getting back into fitness, getting my body back and um, helping the, those skin areas if they don't go away, which I think most of them are hormonal. So from my mm-hmm. research, I've like, I know that they're, most of them is going to go away. So just kind of like talking to more people, talking to more mamas. So if you're a mama and you guys have like some skin issues and things like that, like I am doing some market research right now. So if you guys want to slide into my DMs on Instagram, I would love to hear from you and see what you guys have been experiencing. So I can do some research as far as like how I can help. So I'll just leave my link in my bio. If you can do that. Yeah. And I'll share it as well. And kind of, okay. So like bouncing off of that, something I have noticed, like I follow, and I'm sure everyone listening does a ton of fashion bloggers, lifestyle bloggers on Instagram. Like you watch their stories all the time. And I do follow a lot that are either new mothers or have young children. And that is something that I have actually really enjoyed watching is seeing, because kind of like you said, some people go into, oh, well, I had a baby. I gained the baby weight. I never lost it. Oh, well, I don't have time anymore because I have a baby. I have really enjoyed watching these women not lose themselves just because they had a child and seeing how they are, you know, getting physically healthy again, how they're taking care of themselves and also being mothers and not losing sight of kind of like you said, like taking care of yourself and what you need to do to eat well, to be physically fit, to feel good. Um, Even as far as like, getting ready and getting dressed and stuff. Like it sounds so silly, but I think so many like, oh, I'm a mom now. Like I don't, and like, I don't need to dress cute, like blah, blah, blah. blah. But I love watching these women that don't lose themselves just because they have children. Like they still have that sense of self and they still care about, you know, making themselves feel good. I truly am a huge believer on self-care. And when I went to get my lashes the last time, my girl was like, do you want to take your lashes off before you have the baby? Or like, you know, what are you going to do? And I'm like, hell no. <laughs> I was like, why would you even ask me that? No. That's insanity. You know, I have it set up to where I have Richie's help. I have my nanny's help and I am not going to lose myself through this process. And some people, like some moms might be listening right now and be like, girl, you have no idea what you're getting. Yourself Just to wait. <laughs> 
And you know what? I don't. I, I have two dogs and like that's pretty much it. But I can right. tell you this. I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to have a way whether somebody comes lashes me at my house or whether I get my masseuse to drive to my house. Like I'm yeah. going to take care of me because I know from the depths of my soul that if I do not take care of myself, I am not going to be the best mother or partner or business owner that I can be. And I need all of that energy in me so that way I can pour into other people because I do plan on taking a little bit of a break after baby comes, but my breaks aren't really breaks. Like they're just kind of like, Oh, I won't work as much or, you know, right. whatever. I won't be giving as much on social media, that kind of thing. But I love what I do just like you, Sarah. And because of that, I find so much fulfillment in everything that I'm doing currently. And so I don't plan on stopping and right. I love my baby too. And he's just going to be on like my little front or my back with my little bajorn and he's going to be along on the ride with me. And I think that's amazing. Yes. I, a thousand percent. Yes. And something, and I, I don't, I know a lot of people have mixed feelings about her, but Rachel Hollis, that's something I will say, I'm not as huge of a follower of hers anymore just because of like recent things. But back in the day, I remember her saying something that I've always remembered going into this pregnancy. And it was people asking her, are you worried that your kids are going to see you working so much? Are you worried that you're going to be, you know, working and you can't be the type of mother because you're going to be working so much? And like, how do you think your kids are going to feel seeing you doing all these things and how people would kind of criticize her about it? And I always will say that I loved the response her and her husband always had to those things. And it was like, do you realize what we're showing our children is possible? You know, showing them what you can be capable of that you can be an amazing mother and still chase after your dreams. And, you know, having my daughter see what a woman was be able to create for herself from nothing is an inspiration. Why would I ever worry that she would, you know, think badly of me because I worked when I had children. And that was something I always think about because a lot of people are like, well, what are you going to do? And when you have the baby and blah, 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 and all the stuff you're doing. And, and part of me is like, I am so excited that my daughter will grow up watching parents do amazing things. And like, that doesn't even mean you have to be an entrepreneur. It doesn't matter what you're doing, you know, just to watch people that have goals and are inspiring their kids to go after their goals and showing them that it's possible so that, you know, maybe one day if my daughter decides she wants to start a business and do, I don't know, whatever the hell she would end up doing, she can say, well, you know, like my mom did it. So like, why can't I do it? And so that's something I always think about too, with, you know, having, your children along while you're also running businesses and navigating things like that in your new life that you're going to have. Totally. And I think something that people need to realize is the physical presence isn't as important as you being emotionally or mentally present. So you can have a mom that is with her kid 24 seven that neglects them at home. That doesn't give a shit. And yes. you know, the kid is not going to thrive in that type of environment Whereas if you were, you know, somebody who works and maybe doesn't see your kid as often, but you are there emotionally, mentally, you're present, you're not on your phone constantly 24 seven. I mean, maybe that are part of that, you know, then it's different. You know, it's, it's something that you guys can bond together with and like they, you guys can have a better relationship because you are fully immersed in the growth of your child, even though you may not be there physically all the time. Absolutely. Yeah, no, I couldn't agree more. Awesome. So I am going to put you on the spot a little bit right now. <laughs> <laughs> Go for it. 
<laughs> so I have a couple of questions just kind of like I wanted to do kind of like a, I don't know what they call it, like a rapid fire type of like, just like. We'll go back and forth. We'll rapid fire each other. Okay, cool. We'll do it. Okay, cool. So I have just a couple of questions that are on here. So let me get like a juicy one. Give me one second. Hold on. Okay. All right. So <laughs> I think I can know the answer to this. <laughs> okay. Who do you want her to look like more? Me. <laughs> no hesitation. I don't know if anyone, okay, so if, well, I mean, if they're, if they're listening to this on my podcast, they know what my husband looks like, probably if they follow me, but like, Andrew is like six, four, big boy, hairy Sicilian. I laugh all the time. I'm like, is my daughter going to be like five foot tall, bulky and hearty as shit with like a lot of body hair? Like, I'm just hoping no. <laughs> so that's my, that's my stance on that one. But how do you feel about it? I definitely, okay, so I joke, like, he, Richie has the nicest eyes, he has green eyes, they're so beautiful, they're big, and, like, he has long eyelashes, and he has the best eyebrows ever, so, like, from here, from your eyes up, she can have all of that, and she can have the rest of me. (laughs) Yeah, there you go, waist down is you. (laughs) Right, 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 nose down, I'm like, nose down, nose down. My nose, my lips, because he has, like, non-existent lips, and it's great to see it on the 3D thing, because you could see that she has lips, or he has lips, and so I was like, oh, he looks like me already, I love it. (laughs) You're like, cha-ching, here we go. (laughs) I know, I'm interested to do a 3D, just so I can Oh get a glimmer God. of that. Like, is she going to have this? <laughs> You're going to love it. And it's so cool to see like the 3D and then after they're born, like putting those together, you're like, wow. Yes. I can't wait. Oh my God. All right. So if you could um, pick one characteristic that Andrew has that you do want her to have of Andrew's, what would that be? Um, he's very connected with his emotions. Ooh, I like that one. Yeah, very connected with his emotions. We laugh sometimes that I'm the more masculine of us because he, (laughs) which sounds so weird, but I swear to God, we are. Like, I'm more like, this is wrong. Let's just talk. Let's just fix it. Let's move on. I don't want to waste time. Where he's a little bit more like, here's how I'm feeling about this. I want to tell you, like, this made me feel this way. We're, We're good at communicating, but definitely like... I would love for her to be as in touch with her emotions as he is because he's like such an empathetic person, such a caring person, but he's so in tune with his emotions. I just, I think that would be a great thing for her to get from him. That is so rare. It's very weird. I've never, it's strange because like, he's not like a girly dude or anything. Like, it's not even like that as far as like emotions and stuff. He's super masculine, like super like manly, but like. Yeah, I've never met a man like so in tune with his emotions. It's that it's strange, but it's awesome. it's good. It's refreshing. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's what awesome. about you? What what's what do you want? <laughs> a characteristic from Richie that I would yes. like her to have. Um, he is so family family oriented. So that's uh, I know Sarah, like you know that my family and I are no bueno. So yes, it's really cool. Like even at my baby shower, I had, you know, people that kind of know my story and my friends and stuff. Like they came up to me and they're like, because his family is all from New York, like they're loud as fuck. And (laughs) there's there's like a million of them. So a lot of them came to the baby shower. Yeah. And so we were all hanging out and, 
you know, he has a twin sister and like he has an older sister and we all just get along really well. And I had a couple people come up to me afterwards and be like, I'm so happy that you have Richie because now you have this whole family that is like super supportive and I don't have a very supportive family. So it's really awesome to be able to step into a family that is very, like they love each other so much and they're so involved with each other, like they're FaceTiming all the time. So I'm glad, I guess that's not really a characteristic, although it can be like just Mm -hmm. family oriented. Yeah. And I think I was honestly one of the people that DM'd you after your baby shower. And I was like, cause I knew, I knew the background of your family and like going through it myself, I can kind of like sympathize where it was like, I'm so glad, like I saw his family in the pictures and so involved in the shower where I, I remember I DM'd you and I was like, I'm so happy they are so involved and it looks like everyone gets along great and they're supportive for you because like my heart went out to you at one point when you had told me about what was going on with your family, because like, I don't have that experience at all with mine, but I can only imagine like not having that support. It would be disappointing, you know? So I was so happy you had those people there and rallying for you and supporting you that I was like, Oh my God, thank God. Like he has a great family. So I can totally see that. Yeah, he has, like, it's funny because he's not Italian, but that's exactly what it seems mm-hmm. like, like, that close-knit, like, Italian New York loud-ass family. Yes. I'm so appreciative of it, and it's something that I wrote on my, like, vision board when I was trying to manifest a man in my life. It was, like, something yes. was super family-oriented because it is hard to not have that, and, you know, my mom came to my baby shower, and she was, like, in the other room on her phone the entire time and we didn't take any pictures or anything like that and it's just like I I don't understand but that also gives me the motivation to want to be honestly the most supportive without enabling mother that I can be for my son yeah absolutely absolutely (laughs) all right so let is it my turn it's my turn to ask you another question yes it's your turn (laughs) Okay, so what is a trait that you don't want her to have of yours and Andrew's? Ooh, okay. So mine would definitely be, I was going to go with like overworking, but like I almost want to go into, um, and it's something I'm getting better at, but I hope she doesn't struggle with this in the beginning like I did, would be taking outside things to heart and internalizing them too much because I saw a thousand percent how that manifested in my confidence in myself, how I carried myself, my drinking, my problems with alcohol and drugs that a lot of the times I didn't, I let so much from the outside in and I just like internalized it and like almost as like an empath and was like, oh, they must be right about me where I didn't know how to process and handle it. And so I drank and, you know, just unhealthy ways of handling things. So yeah, I definitely hope she does not get that from me, but it's something I think I will be so conscious of and probably like make sure I, we have conversations and open things about it because I feel like it wasn't discussed when I was young and, and it was more like, just put on the smile, be happy, paint the picture, put the mask on, you'll be okay. Look nice. It's all, everything's good. That made me that way even more. So I hope she doesn't get that from me. From Andrew, I hope she doesn't get, oh gosh. It's so funny because I just talked about how he's so great with emotions, but <laughs> I also want to say like, I hope she doesn't get the extreme emotional highs and lows that sometimes happen with Andrew. We'll say that because he, 
yeah, it can be a little roller coastery at times where sometimes he gets so mad at me, but I'll be like, do you want me to go get a tampon for your vagina? Like, I'm so mean, which I'm like, I hope she doesn't get that where it's like so up and down. You know, I've always heard this about girls is like, you know, they're like, oh my God, you're, you're a boy mom. You're so lucky because they're so fun and yada, yada, yada. But like, I secretly wanted a girl. That's a yeah. story. <laughs> but, you know, they do say that about girls. And I know for myself yeah. as a teenager, like I was such a good kid up until I hit like this teenage year. And then I was like the up and down yeah. crazy psycho person. So. Yeah. So I feel like we both have our psych. <laughs> I feel like we both have our psycho sides that we don't want them to pick up. <laughs> right. I mean, I think that's kind of anybody. And if you're listening, you're like, I don't have a psycho side. You probably have a psycho everyone, side. <laughs> everyone is crazy. It's just how right. they handle it and live it in their life. Everyone has their crazy. Totally. Um, so my last question for you is for anybody that's listening that maybe, because I feel like we're going into like a, I don't know, another boom of children being born. Oh God. Yes. Everyone is pregnant. It's, it's COVID babies. Yeah, it's COVID babies. And by the way, I'm so glad I got pregnant during COVID because there's no FOMO on my end or no. I'm not missing out on anything. So I love it. No. Yeah. Because <laughs> a lot of people ask me, they're like, how do you, how are you dealing with that? I'm like, great. I don't have yeah. Because a lot of times you don't want to go do anything. <laughs> You're like, oh. I just want to stay home and eat. I'm fine. <laughs> totally. So for the ladies who are either pregnant right now or who may end up getting pregnant here pretty shortly. What is your best advice to them? My best advice would be to, I think just like be present in all of it and try not to worry about the little things. That's something I feel like I had to start doing right from the beginning was to really like take in every moment and I, I feel like I've heard you talk about this as well, where like priorities just shifted. And I think that almost like needs to happen for you to like start preparing for this and what's to come and what's going to be in the future. Because like a lot of the things that were so quote, so important to me, once I got pregnant, it was like, the shit doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. You know, I was like, this isn't going to matter. And like, there will be situations where I'll actually ask myself and people will probably notice doing this if they're pregnant, where like something will come up and I'm like, is this even going to matter to my child? No, not at all. Like, don't even stress over it. Like, let it happen. So yeah, I would say that. And just like focusing only on the things that you actually can control and not wasting time and stress and energy over things that you can't do anything about because your, you know, your baby's in you, like your baby takes on everything you're going through, unnecessary stress and worry. Like I, yeah, I feel like I went 14 directions with that answer, but I feel like generally the same idea, Yeah. but yeah, I would say that would be my biggest advice. Yeah, no, I think that's great. I think we all need to kind of during the pregnancy and COVID just give ourselves grace. And I think the biggest lesson that I've learned through all this is I am such a workhorse. Like I love to yeah. work. And if I'm not working at the capacity that I feel like I need to be working, I usually beat myself up, which in turn makes me work, which in turn leads to burnout. So for, I mean, a lot of the people that I connect with are entrepreneurs and I think they can relate to this where if you're beating yourself up while you're pregnant or going through something like COVID, which has been traumatic for a lot of people, I would say, be aware of your emotions and really give yourself grace and a huge fat permission slip to say, this is okay. 
to lay in bed all day. <laughs> yes. Yes. It's okay not to work. It's okay not to show up hundred percent. Like I kind of a little bit struggled with this in the first trimester of not showing up as much, but mm-hmm. I decided that I was not going to do that to myself because I was already going through so much. And so I was the last person that needed to beat myself down because of the way that I was feeling and the things that I was going through. And you go through so many changes from a mental, physical aspect that um, in this time, I think more than any other time in your life, you have to love yourself because like you mentioned, your baby's taking up all of that energy and that emotional strain. Um, Mm -hmm. You don't want to do that to your child. Yes. (laughs) A thousand percent. Yes. Awesome. Well, I feel like we could just talk forever. I know. I feel like this episode could just be like four hours long if we wanted it to be. Like, I seriously have so many more questions for you, but I'm like, you know what? I am pretty sure people either logged off or they're like, <laughs> I feel like I read, I read something once that said, once your podcast is beyond 45 minutes, people usually stop listening. So I feel like yeah. we're probably at a good point. <laughs> That's okay. We can break it up into two things. We're like part, there two. we go. Part four. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Um, any last words for anybody listening? Oh, I just, I hope everyone enjoyed this conversation. I'm so glad we did this. I hope everyone enjoyed this. And I know both of us, whether they're listening to this on yours or mine, there are so many, like we have so many women our age and I love, and I'm sure you can relate. Like I love being someone kind of like you said, like showing up all the time, like you put yourself out there, but like, I love being someone that can give people connection and can show just like human life and give people things they can relate to and everything for women that I'm not even near. Like, I think it's the coolest thing in the world that I'm talking to moms that are messaging me that are pregnant in, in, you know, Canada, like in all these different places. And we're all connecting and talking about being a mother and being pregnant and all that stuff. I just think it's the coolest freaking thing ever. Like yay for technology in 2020. (laughs) Absolutely. I am so thankful for social media. Like definitely love everything that, you know, it's all about and minus the trolls and stuff like that. Cause I know you deal with that too, (laughs) but then you have women like Sarah and myself who are seriously, genuinely here to support you guys and to support each other. Like I look up to Sarah and I love that we've been able to connect through just like a random find that somebody gifted me, which was your book. And then I stopped you and I was like, oh, this girl is very much like myself. So I'm going to reach out to her. And we ended up speaking at each other's events and things like that. And we're very like parallel, have parallel lives essentially. So absolutely, yeah. I appreciate you so much. And for anybody that's listening that wants to connect, um, I do have Instagram at I am underscore Kelly Ann. And you guys can also find my podcast called Beauty Business Babes. We also have a Facebook group as well. And I'm hoping to turn into maybe more of, um, you know, going into the space of helping mamas with their skin and stuff like that. So again, I invite you guys to DM me and let me know if there's anything that I can help you with. I'm a licensed esthetician. I am able to make some suggestions for you guys if you guys are interested um, and always here to help. So thank you guys. Yes, I am so excited to see that pivot happen, by the way. I will be watching for that. I am pumped for you. That is so exciting. <laughs> I'm excited. Yeah, I have some uh, really, really cool ideas and I have a lot of help behind this project. So super yeah, stoked. That's amazing. Incredible. I can't wait to see it come to life. Oh my God. It's going to be so good. Where can people find you, Sarah? So people can find me. Um, my website is sarahordo.com. 
if you put my name on Instagram, you'll find me on YouTube everywhere. Um, my actual Instagram handle is 24lux underscore Sarah. But yes, come find us. Come to the podcast. I have a Facebook group called Her Best Fucking Life. I'm all over the place, but IG stories is where I'm definitely the most active. So that's my, that's my spot if you want to connect with me for sure. Awesome. Thank you so much for spending the time. I love this episode and I'm so excited to get it out. Love you guys long time. And I will see you guys on the next episode of Beauty Business Babes. All right, you guys. So definitely check out Kelly. Um, I'm so glad we did this episode today. Hopefully you guys loved it. Make sure you come in the Facebook group. Give us a little shout out. Let us know what you loved. Also, you can tag on Instagram, share the episode if you are listening and tag both myself and Kelly so we can know that you were enjoying it. But until next time, we will catch you guys in the next episode. Hey, beauty business babe. I really hope that you loved this episode of the Beauty Business Babes podcast. If you love this free content and you want to give me some love, I would absolutely love for you to leave a five-star review here on iTunes or Spotify and make sure that you go ahead and screenshot your favorite episode, share it on Instagram and tag me at I am underscore Kellyann for a chance to win a free prize. We will be doing free prizes every single month and I'm so excited to be giving away some of the courses and the product lines that I have available. Thanks so much for joining me. I love you guys long time and I'll see you on the next episode. <laughs>